Welcome to the Tell Me Something Real podcast. Real people, real stories, real talk. Greetings, realists. This week, we are coming to you with a very special guest. Her name is Kay Suthar. And she is a business strategist and an award-winning author and speaker. And we're really excited to be talking with her today. So Kelly, what, um, what are your thoughts before we get started? I know that we have listeners who are entrepreneurs, who have their own businesses, who are either just starting out or have been in business for a little while. And they may benefit from the experience and information that Kay has to offer. Um, I know that as a life coach myself um, and knowing that I am always kind of starting little business things and doing, trying new things. I love getting information from people who know what they're doing and are good at their jobs. So it's really exciting to speak to someone who speaks with other business owners and entrepreneurs all the time. Yeah, definitely. Well, she has a business called Uncensored Society. And I think she names it that because she really believes in like a raw approach, um, which is what I'm really kind of excited to hear about her process. Uh, she also has a podcast called Uncensored Society as well. And then she does have a book that is um, recognized in the Royal Library called Never Judge a Book by Its Cover. So that's very cool. Stuff. Yeah. Super cool. So we're excited to talk to speak with her today. Yeah. So we'll take a short break and then we'll jump right in. Sounds good. Welcome. So today we have an awesome guest. We're so excited. Her name is Kay. She's from the UK. And if you want to just briefly introduce yourself, tell us just a little bit about you. Um, yeah. So my name is Kay. I'm from the UK, like Heather mentioned. Um, I am a business strategist. Um, I have a company called Uncensored Society. And before anyone asks or even thinks of going there, it's not a porn site. People have asked me this before. <laughs> um, it's just the way that we do our coaching. It's very raw. It's very real. Um, we get to the point. We get people results. Um, and we don't take any BS, basically. And so I've actually come from various different backgrounds, gone from job to job to job. Um, the very last job that I had was actually a police officer. I was a police officer for six years in London. Um, didn't work out for me and decided to go down the entrepreneurial route, which it was amazing. I wish I did this earlier, but everyone has, you know, their time. And so, you know, I kind of had to go through a lot of different experiences before I realized that, you know what, working for someone else really isn't for me. And so let me take a look at what it means being this business owner. And so this is where it's kind of led me to. And I've learned so much on my journey. There's been a hell of a lot of ups and downs, let me tell you that. But it's led me to this place. And yeah, there's just so much going on right now. That's so exciting. It, that is really exciting. And I think it's like everyone's dream to work for themselves. So here is what I really want to jump into. So once you decided 
that you wanted to work for yourself. You wanted to be an entrepreneur. You wanted to have your own business. How, I mean, I'm sure there were many, many details involved, but how did you go from A to B? Because it's, there's a lot, because Heather and I both have had like side businesses. And the thing where I know I personally get stuck is how do you get people to pay you to do whatever it is your skill is? How do you go from, I want my own business to, I have my own successful business. Right. And so there's not a short story for that. Okay. Right. <laughs> it really it means going on a journey and learning different skills. And so when I decided that I want to be my own boss, I, I need to know what it means being a business owner, being an entrepreneur. People keep throwing these words around, but what does it actually mean? Um, I kind of decided, right, I need to put myself in a position, in a place where I'm surrounded by entrepreneurs, business owners, and be able to absorb the information that's around me. Right. Because right. for so many years, I've been working with co-workers, you know, employees, you know, people that have been managed by other people. I had to get myself in a different environment to really understand what this means. means. Absolutely. And so I've always gone with my gut instinct, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know how things are going to work out. I never have anything planned. Um, and I kind of have an idea and I'm like, oh, I would love to get into live events, Right. No, I've got no qualification in live events, never done live events before, right? And I decided this is what I'm gonna do. And people are like, you're you you're insane. No one's gonna hire you. No one in their right mind is going to hire you. Like you need to think about getting another proper job, right? Because I've never had a proper job because having a proper job means sticking to one job, you know, working there for years, retiring, and then living your life. You know, and I was like, oh, oh, one second, like that just sounds completely wrong. I want to enjoy my life right now. Right. I don't know what's going to happen when I'm 50. I don't know if, it, if I'm going to get to that point, right? So how about living right now? And so I decided to go down the route of live events. And everything that I've done, I keep saying this, people, people are like, no, you need to kind of think about the way you're saying this because things don't happen by accident. I'm like, I've done everything by accident. No, mm-hmm. I've planned any of it. And you don't need to plan anything, right? People that keep saying you need to plan what you want to be when you grow up. I was like, well, that's just, that makes no sense to me because when people ask me what I want to be when I grow up, I tell them I want to be rich. How mm-hmm. I'm going to make it happen, when it's going to happen, I have no clue. And so, so I went down this entrepreneurial route and I was actually hired in this company, international company, and I was the first person hired on the events division. Wow. That's awesome. And I said to them, when they told me this, I was like, wait, hold on a minute. You do realize I have no clue about events. Never done it before. Not qualified. And they were like, well, are you willing to learn? I was like, yeah, of course I am. They go, well, that's all we need to know. And I'm like, holy crap, things like this actually happen right and so um I started and they go to me what are you doing in two days so I said to them well I don't have anything planned and they're like great because make sure you have your bags packed your first event is going to be in Malaysia so they flew me from London to Malaysia all expenses paid for accommodation flights everything right and then got paid on top of that now all of a sudden when people were telling me there's no way anyone's going to hire you that you know you're you're not living in reality I'm now living a life that most people wanted and was there like any thought in your mind that it might be like a scam or something? Because that sounds to me, if someone said that to me, I would be like, this is too good to be true. 
Right. The thing is, they had an event in the UK. They came down to London mm -hmm. and it was an American company. They're all Americans that flew down. And I was invited to go and meet them at this London event. I wow. went and met the entire team, had like a four hour conversation with them about British soaps, right? Because apparently Americans love British soaps. Is that true? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> right? And then we had a laugh and a joke and they were like, right, you're hired oh. like, on the spot. Yes, yeah. I was like, okay, these people are real. The company's real. I can see the event that they're actually holding. And guess what? The events were all business events. There were experts, there were gurus, there were speakers, all talking about different aspects of business. So I went and achieved the, the idea that I wanted to be around entrepreneurs and business owners and learn off of them. Mm. And so I was doing that for a number of years, um, all over the world, fl flown everywhere, kind of lived out of a suitcase for a number of years until the pandemic happened. And then, well, everything completely changed. Mm -hmm. But um, I learned so much from these gurus and just kind of, you know, being in the back of the room and soaking it all up. And so I progressed. So I became events manager within four months of the company. I then decided I wanted to do sales. How does that work? Like front-end sales, back-end sales, you know? And so I got trained up on that and started doing front-end. Then gradually worked my way up doing high-ticket sales and like closing $60,000, $100,000, $150 packages. Right, and became one of the number one closers in the company. So now I've learned events, I've learned sales, and I've also learned bits of marketing because as part of the role, it meant understanding what marketing meant. Um, you know, where people were coming from, how leads were being brought into the company, how events were being filled, right? And so I learned so many different aspects of business. I was like at the top of my career. I was that things could not get any better, right? And then all of a sudden what happened, the CEO um, contacted me and said to me, oh, we're opening up a resort in Costa Rica. You know, we're gonna be holding our masterminds there. It's gonna be for uh, our high ticket clients that are you know, paying 60K and above, right? And they go, we want you to be part of the team over there. We'll pay for your flights, we'll pay for your apartment, we'll do it all. And I'm like, holy crap, really? Like, could it get any better? It was amazing. Flew down there, had my own apartment, had my own chauffeur that picked me up from my apartment, took me to the resort and back home again. Like, all food was paid for. And like, like you know, these exotic fruits, papaya, watermelon. I was like, oh my goodness, this is paradise, right? And the resort was on, it was on the beach. So I had the beach in front of me, had this pool, cocktails. Oh my goodness, it was amazing. I was there for three weeks and then it happened. The company shut down. So now mm. I'm in a foreign country. I don't speak the language. I've been evicted. From Have you party. been paid yet? No, till this day, I haven't been paid. Oh my I never God. see that money, right? They actually owed me $20,000. Oh mm. my gosh. Yeah, okay. that's money that I'm never going to see. Yeah. And so now I'm in this foreign country and I'm like, what the hell am I going to do? And no one of us sat there and I couldn't help but laugh to myself, right? I was just like, because I was like, this is such a ridiculous situation to be in. And I looked over across the room and saw my co workers. They were like crying, they were frustrated they were pulling their hair out they didn't know what to do and they're looking at me and they're like why are you laughing like do you realize what's just happened 
I'm like, yeah, I do realize what's just happened. That's so why I'm laughing, right? Because I said to them, when you when you think about the Tony Robbins of the world, the Les Browns of the world, I was like, they were all homeless at one point. Mm -hmm. Guess what? They're now multi-millionaires, which means I'm gonna be a millionaire. <laughs> <I love Right>? it. <laughs> That's that was a great mindset, of course. Right. And I was like, <laughs> holy shit, I made it. <laughs> right. Um, I realized my superpower is that I've got a completely different perspective to most people. Mm -hmm. And that's what's carried me throughout the years, right? No matter what's gone gone on, gone wrong, whatever people have told me. When people have kind of you get those naysayers and tell you that, you know, you need to sort your life out. What you're doing is you're just living wrong. I mean, I come from an Indian background and it meant being either an accountant, a doctor, working in a bank, right? And I didn't want to do any of those things. And when I told my parents that I'm going to become a police officer, oh my goodness, my mom almost fainted, right? The one and only daughter, Indian daughter, going out on the street chasing criminals. Oh my goodness, what's she going to tell the community, right? <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, no man is ever going to marry you now. You know, all of this stuff happened. And I was like, I don't care. I'm going to do what I need to do. And so, because I have this different perspective and I see what most people don't see, I find that I can I can come to a solution because I, I'm not filled with all the negative emotions. I'm not frustrated. I'm not worried. And so I'm able to think outside the box, get creative and find a solution, right? Because when you're in that emotional state, negative emotional mm -hmm. state, you can't do that. Yeah. And so now I'm in this foreign country and I'm homeless. I have no food. I have no water, nothing, because the company were paying for it and they just shut down. I was like, okay, what am I going to do to get myself out of this situation? I knew this was temporary, but I had to do something to at least have my basic needs met. And so I decided, I was like, hold on a second. I've been around all these entrepreneurs. I've learned so much about business. So I decided that I was going to go to the resort manager. The resort itself didn't shut down because it was set as a separate entity, mm. right? So the main business shut down that was feeding this resort. So now all of a sudden, this resort is open. It still has bills. It still has staff to pay, but it's got no money coming in. So I went to the resort manager and I said, I will help you promote this resort, bring clients in, but I need food water and shelter right and so when I showed her how we can do this and kind of put a strategy together she goes to me how did you learn how to do this I'm like company of the CEO like have you guys not been listening <laughs> like, at these events mm -hmm. and learning all this stuff and so I put a strategy together and told her that it's really simple. She goes, but we need photos. You know, we're going online. We I don't we don't have money for to hire a photographer. I'm like, oh my goodness. I go, the amount of clients who've had come to this resort that's been clicking away and been putting it on their um, Facebook and Instagram. All we have to do is take those photos off of there. We don't need to hire a photographer. Wow, right? Great idea. So we created like brochures online. We use like you know third party companies, Booking.com right mm -hmm. um and got herself out there put the pictures out there reworded everything made it sound awesome let people know that rooms are available we took photos of like um on our phones of the beach and things like that you know um letting people know how fantastic this is and so eventually it started bringing clients in slowly right it started feeding the restaurant and then i was like 
oh, this works. Oh my gosh. Okay, what if I then go to the other hotels and the other restaurants and start helping them too, right? And getting a little bit of money so I can then get a flight back home. And so I started doing that with them and showing them. And the difference is you don't, don't ever, ever tell people what you can do, show them, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Prove to yeah. them what you can do. And so as I was showing them and I get my laptop out, show them what we've done and, you know, what this company was about and what I've learned from them, the types of people I've worked with and the results that we've got, and I can do the same for them. And so that's how I started raising a little bit of money here and there, was able to have my basic needs met and then eventually got a flight back home. How long did that take? Just out of curiosity. Oh my goodness. So that was about three and a half weeks. Oh, wow. Wow. That's quick. That is quick. Well, yeah, I was not going to be in that situation for months. <laughs> yeah. I had to get out there quick. And so I, I had to kind of think really quickly, like, what am I going to do next? How, how do I get myself out of the situation? And how did you get from that to what you're doing now? And tell us a little bit about exactly what it is that you offer people now and what, and what you've got going on right now. Cause I know you just started a podcast too. Yes. So after I've done that, um, I went back home to the UK and just to let you know, I wasn't actually living in the UK at the time. I was actually living in Bali, right? So all my stuff was in Bali. I had to go back to the UK because guess what? I traveled so much. I ran out of pages in my passport, right? Even though I still had five years left on now, I was like, this is insane. So yes. I had to go back and sort out my passport and then went back to Bali. And then someone contacted me and said that this person in Australia um, has got this company. He makes a million dollars a year, right? Not too shabby, but he wants to scale up and he wants to scale up doing live events. And because you've been doing live events for many years, we'd like to hire you and bring you on and scale this division in this company. So I was like, great. I went there. First time I've been doing this, right? But this person knows me from this other company I work from. So this was my chance to prove not only to them, but to myself that I can actually do this, right? And so I went there, trained up a bunch of team. We hired more people. We scaled up. I sat down, went through the strategies, what we're going to be doing. I was working with this client for four months and he made his first million, right? So by the end of the year, tripled his income. So I was like, holy crap, I can actually do this. Oh That's my something God. to put on your resume. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. And so I was like, well, instead of doing it for the people, why the hell am I not doing this for myself? Right? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and so I decided that, okay, I am going to start up, you know, a business in live events, um, helping people, um, also kind of coaching people. That's what Unseen Society is about, coaching people on five main pillars of business, which is sales, marketing, finance, operations, and leadership, right? Mm-hmm. And also elements of mindset. We need mindset as we grow business, scale, you know, that never goes away. And we're always working on that. And also how to balance, you know, career and life. Right. Because the minute you neglect family, and I learned this, if you neglect family, they're going to be the first ones to tell you you're neglecting us. What's going on? We haven't seen you or heard from you, right? Mm-hmm. And you can't have an unhappy home and so learning all of that throughout my journey I was like right these are the main elements people need to know when they're starting a business because maybe when people are first starting up they don't realize they're going to have all these different obstacles coming the way let's get them prepared let's let them know but one of the biggest gaps that I found when I was doing live events for other people was that 
there's too many coaches and consultants, you know, kind of telling their clients, it's going to be all right. Don't worry, it'll work itself out. And I'm like, why are you guys telling your clients this? It's not going to be okay. (laughs) They've got to do something about it, right? And so uncensored society is really, like I said, getting raw, telling people what they need to hear, not what they want to hear, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to lie, like most of my clients, they have pride. They've cried when I've had these conversations with them because it's not necessarily what they want to hear, right? Mm-hmm. But they either kind of go away, cry and hate me and whatever, and then come back and be like, okay, I understand where you're coming from, right? Because mm-hmm. it's called tough love. I'm not doing it out of spite or trying mm-hmm. to be mean, but sometimes people need to hear the truth and it's yeah. not always going to be something that they want to hear. Yeah. And so I'm there to get people results. That's why you hire me right? It's to get you the results. And sometimes you're going to have to do things that it's going to be uncomfortable. You're not going to like, there's going to be things you've got to face up to, Mm. right? And you've got to have that, you've got to trigger that mindset to shift it. Mm -hmm. And so doing the same things that you've been doing clearly hasn't been working for you. That's why you've now hired me. You wouldn't have hired me if you're in in a place that you want to be, right? Right. And so it's changing and shifting that pattern, and the only way to do that is to trigger it, right? And so I am that, I'm going to be that trigger and I'm going to be, you know, up your ass telling you to get your shit together, right? Mm. This isn't working. And if you're going to give me excuses, then I'm not the coach for you and this is not the program. Right. Another coach. Yep. I like that. <laughs> I like that attitude. Right? So yeah, it is, it is hardcore, but it's for, it's for people with benefits, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not about just growing your business and growing yourself but you gotta realize things that you do in your business also have an effect on your family Mm. so if you're gonna put your business on a back burner that's basically telling me that you don't care for your family right they're they're not priority for you that you would rather be lazy and make excuses and create a better life for yourself Mm. and your family and so if that's the case then i I can't work with you you've got to do what it takes and it takes a long time it's not going to happen overnight Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's like the thing that people don't understand is that you have to be patient and it's difficult to be patient when you're trying to get a business going, especially if you are really relying on that money. I know a lot of our listeners are entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Um, so I know that this will be really helpful to them. That good kick in the pants. (laughs) And I'm like a failed entrepreneur. Yeah. No, no, but the thing is, so there's, I had an ebook and it's called um, Failing Does Not Make You a Failure. Hmm. Right? That's a great title. Yeah. Right. Thank you. And so I believe that people need to make mistakes and fail, fail big, fail hard, fall as many times on your face as possible. Because mm-hmm. that is when you're going to learn the most. I mean, I, I guarantee you, I'm never going to be homeless again. I'll learn my lesson, right? It's yeah. never going to happen again. And but the thing is, even if it does, I know that I can survive. Right. Right. Sure. So if I can survive that, right, there's nothing that's going to come in my way. Not even the pandemic that's going to stop me. Right. Right. Sorry. And I feel like, well, I was just going to say, like, the theme that I'm hearing is that the biggest thing that you need is my is the correct mindset. Does that make like is that yeah. on point? It, it is the correct mindset. My thing was that I'm just stubborn. Mm. I'm so stubborn. I'm not letting anyone tell me no. I don't like the word right. no. 
right? And mm. so if I fall flat on my face, then I'm going to find a way of getting back up. So if they say, ha, 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 you know, this happened to you. I was like, yeah, but I did this to overcome it. What would you have done? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like a, to quote Madonna. <laughs> Which we do often. There's this really great line in a song that she sings called Iconic. And it's just, tell me I'm no good and I'll be great. Tell me it's too far and I can't wait. And I, like every time I feel like I'm failing or, you know, going, I'm behind on something. I remember that I'm like, nope, nope. Cause this is where I succeed. When people tell me I can't do it, this is where I'm good. So right. like, that makes so much sense to me. Yeah. And so when people are also building a business, I would never, ever, ever say to people, and I've had clients, you know, that they've got a job and they're trying to build a business and they're like, should I just quit my job now? I'm like, well, no, because you still have bills to pay. They don't stop, right? Building a business right. takes time. And in fact, you need to invest money in your business, right? Mm-hmm. So you can't grow a business without doing that. So always make sure that, you know, stick with your job, right? Until your business is making enough money to replace that job. Don't mm-hmm. do it before them. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you're going to get stuck. You still need to pay the bills, food to eat, water to drink, right? Don't don't become homeless because of this business that you're trying to build is not going to work. And so if you're always going to be worried about money, again, you want them to focus on your business. Yeah. So make sure you do have some sort of income, especially if you've got a family as well. Right. Mm-hmm. And how do you, do you have any tips for dealing with overwhelm? Like, so yeah, I, cause it's hard to have a full-time job and then also be working on all of these side gigs. It's exactly, very difficult. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like, how do you balance that? Um, staying passionate about starting your business while making money in your other job and balancing, you know, your home and family mm-hmm. too. So one of the main tasks that I get my clients to do when they first get onboarded is I say to them, I want you to write for me what your perfect life looks like, right? Mm-hmm. And it's funny because a lot of them say to me, what do you mean what my perfect life looks like? People haven't even thought about it. Yeah. Right. Like I say to them, describe to me what your house looks like, you know, what each of those rooms look like, your living room, your kitchen, your bedroom, your bathroom, right? Do you have a walk-in closet? Do you have metal gates that open up and, you know, drive through into your, your mansion? Like, what does your perfect life look like? Yeah, so basically a visualization exercise. Right, exactly, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And it gets people thinking of their goals. So when you do, and we're all humans, it's going to happen when you think, oh my God, this isn't going to happen. I'm doing this wrong. And maybe I should just stick to my job. I say to them, go back and read that piece of paper. Go and remind yeah. yourself your goals and what you want your life to look like, right? Because mm-hmm. a lot of the time when you start thinking about it, it's not just what they want, but it's for their family as well. Yeah. Right? And so when they go back and look at that, they're like, okay, it, it kind of brings them together. They see a different perspective. They know that, okay, this is my goal. This is what I'm going to do for me and my family. Got to stick to it. And I always say to them, like, you're going to have days like this. It's going to happen. I have. And so the overwhelm um, is always going to be there as you grow, right? Because you're always going to think of the next best thing to do, right? The next mm-hmm. project to do. And so that element is going to be there. So you've got to be able to, you've got to know how to handle it. And one of the other tricks that I've learned, um, 
And this stop sleepless nights is keep a notebook and pen next to you. When you have an idea of something's running through your mind and you can't sleep and your head is spinning, write it down. The minute you write it down and you just kind of release it from your body, guarantee that you'll get a better night's sleep. Yeah, I love that. I've been um, doing that lately. I have my little notebook right next to my bed and like ideas for the podcast or um, and sometimes I go back later and I'm like, I don't even remember writing this, but I'm really glad I did because it was like this moment of like creativity that had come to me um, as I'm laying in bed trying to sleep, of course. And so um, I found that to be a really awesome tool. So I'm really glad you mentioned that. Yeah. And it's really important that when you do that to actually go back and read those things, because I know like lately, cause I've always been a notebook keeper and I will go back periodically and read through them. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm brilliant. I can't believe I had these like ideas. And it's just like, I come up with these things and then I write them down and then I don't think about them again and it's over. So you have to actually go back and read the ideas and do them. And I love like the idea of visualizing like what your, like what your perfect life is or what your perfect day is. Like I've been trying to do that, um, I actually want to ask you, so when I say the word manifesting, what are your thoughts? Because, so I've been doing a lot of visualizing, um, and toying with manifesting and because there's manifesting and where you think that things are just going to happen. And then there's manifesting where you have this vision in your head and you are going for it and you're leaning in and you're making all the choices that you would make to move toward that thing that you're trying to manifest rather than just assuming it will happen. So like, do you have any thoughts about that? Um, I don't like the word manifesting to me is a bit woo woo. It's a bit, it is super woo woo. Right. (laughs) And I'm not a woo woo person. I'm very analytical. I like my facts. I need to know everything needs to be organized, but like the amount of lists I have is insane. Um, But I do believe in, um visualization i'm mm-hmm. i'm someone that i need to vi- see everything right yeah if there's, not, if there's an idea that i got like even with a podcast i could see it right i didn't know how to put it together i'm not someone that knows how to put it together but i'm someone that has all these different ideas and my business partner who's awesome is the one that puts things into perspective for me like all right think about this and think about that right and so I do have a vision board and I started this vision board in 2014 and it's so crazy because I looked at it in 2019 and everything had had come true Mm, nice but it wasn't something that I was continuously looking at on a daily basis right it was on my court board it was in my room but that was traveling all over the place and there's no way I was going to take that everywhere with me I did have a picture of it on my phone but I didn't really look at it I was so busy doing things rather than just looking at this vision board but Mm -hmm. I guess once you plant it in your mind and you are someone that isn't going to let anyone stop you or, or, you know, always going to be solution based and always looking forward, right. To that next best thing. And I am someone that likes to challenge myself. I don't like to get bored and I get bored very easily. Mm -hmm. Probably that's probably why I haven't been married. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I just, I just get bored of men, right. Really quickly. (laughs) And so, (laughs) um, and because I'm always looking for the challenge and the next best thing, and I'm kind of like, right, I learned this school, what's next? Okay, I've learned this, what's next, right? The same way that I went from job to job to job, 
from becoming a hairdresser to learning British Sign Language to becoming an MMA fighter, then to becoming a police officer. I kept looking for, right, what's the next thing that I should do? Mm. I know that. Now what? Right. And so I do that in business all the time. And so when I first started um, going on podcasts and I was actually um, interviewed on a few, I realized, holy crap, I need to start my own podcast. This was not the plan. I did not want to start my own podcast. I'm like, this seems like a lot of work to me. <laughs> right. It's just easier going on other people's podcasts. Mm-hmm. But then I realized, firstly, the amount of different connections that you build with people all over the world, just going on different podcasts and learning what other people are doing is amazing. And secondly, I kept having people, podcasters say to me, oh, so um, what is your podcast about? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> right? Yeah. So like, Maybe I should create one. And so again, it's just something that I fell into. Mm. I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to ask you how you actually started your podcast and what sort of motivated that right and it was just because people kept asking me about it and I'm like holy crap all right I'll I'll build one right and so I kind of I was like it's going to be under the same umbrella I want it to be you know with the same raw real relentless about business how am I going to do this so the idea was the same formula that people bring when they go to live events I'm going to bring that same formula to the podcast. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is when you go to a live event, you have a speaker, they have their presentation, they know their script, they know what jokes they're going to say. And at the end of that presentation, all they want is people to go run to the back of the room and buy their product. Mm -hmm. Right. So I brought that to the podcast. So my podcast actually allows business owners, entrepreneurs to sell their, the highest product that they have right I bring them leasing through the podcast it's very business very structured very organized right mm-hmm. so I have six set questions that I ask everyone there's probably going to be questions in between let's say something shocking I need to know more about it there's going to be questions in between but the end of the podcast the audience are going to hear what they need to hear to allow them to all right let me go seek out this person let me go to their website let me see if they've got any ebooks any free you know um additional mm-hmm. information that they can that's what i'm there to do to bring leads to people's business yeah right? nice so, so you're I'm doing like, you're helping them and then you're also showing exactly what you do in your business by doing that it's yeah. perfect that's so yeah. perfect right. absolutely yeah. brilliant Yeah. I like, as you can see, our podcast is super conversational, super casual. Like when we started this podcast, it was all about, I just want to sit and have conversations with people. I just want to have real conversations with people and I can see that happening. And I knew that I wanted to do that from the first time I heard a podcast and um, it just took a while because Heather didn't know what a podcast was. So I had to do some research. A year ago, a year ago, I didn't know what a podcast was. I didn't know yeah. how to go about doing it. And mm-hmm. just in a year, so much has changed, right? Mm-hmm. And so much can change um, if you're willing to learn and if you're willing to keep moving forward and not just you know be stagnant. Yeah. But that's what business is. And I'll be somewhere else in a year's time, right? There's going to be something else going on. Yeah. And so you just got to keep moving and just chugging along. And honestly, when people listen to my podcast, it just sounds like a conversation as well. Mm. But 
there is a mission behind it. Just like at an event, there's a mission behind it, right? To sell, to sell the product. But mm -hmm. people don't hear that. They just hear, right, how can this person help me in my business? Where can I go for more information? Mm -hmm. So out of all of the things that you've got going on right now, what is the favorite? What's your absolute, what is the thing that wakes you up in the morning that you get so excited about? My absolute fate, like, do you know what? I'm not going to lie. I love making money, right? <laughs> <laughs> that, that wakes me up. That gets me pretty excited. Not the mm -hmm. fact that, you know, because I'm going to be making a lot more money today, but it's what that money can do for me and my family. Mm. Yeah. Right? Um, it's the results behind the money. And so from a very young age, which is why I said to people, I want to be rich when I'm older, that I realized that, having money and, and i'm not saying this in an obnoxious way or a negative way or anything like that but it does open more doors and give you opportunities yeah right yeah. and money basically is a result of how you're living your life yeah. and so i love to make money um i have different avenues of making money not just through uncensored society that's just one way i still help um digital events making money still doing sales um i have one project so i'm actually looking to to buy a business soon as well um a business that someone um didn't know how to make work but that's because they weren't marketers or sales people um and they were just basically developers right mm -hmm. so they've got this awesome product um, uh, so hopefully that goes through that's going to be part of uncensored society um and so there's so many different opportunities out there. there's so many ways of making money out there it's just are you open to them yeah mm -hmm. you know yeah i'm wondering because you are so analytical and structured it seems in your thinking and i can say just from my own experience i'm opposite that completely right. opposite that. So if you are working with someone who like me has all the ideas, but no idea how to implement any of them, mm -hmm. do you suggest that they hire someone or do you try to hone in on those skills in that person or create those skills in that person to have them be successful? Okay. A bit of both. Mm. So first of all, you always got to make sure you have the right circle of people around you because mm -hmm. as human beings, we do go into our own heads and we love to make stories up, right? I, I am, I could become a journalist of amount of stories that I make in my head, right? Mm -hmm. And so sometimes you just need to talk it out and I would get on the phone to my business partner, to Tim, he's on the website and I'm like, oh my goodness, this has happened and this has happened and this is good. And he's like, how do you know this? And I was like, because I thought about it. He goes, but you don't know this is going to happen. <laughs> you know, someone to straighten you out because we all need that. Right. right. We all need someone to say, hold on a minute. You know, you're going to your own head. Stop the bullshit. Mm -hmm. Right. Do it. See what happens and then figure it out. Yeah. Right. And so because I have the circle of people around me that tells me if I'm going into my bullshit, that helps. Yeah. Secondly, I'm always open to mentoring, coaching, and, you know, helping the younger people learn too. So I have a website designer. I have a social media manager. Mm -hmm. um, uh, he does my, you know, websites, he updates, does all of that. And guess what? He's an intern. Mm. 
right? He's an intern, he's young, he's eager, he wants to learn, right? And he creates awesome results. Like, it's so incredible. The few things he's done in the last few days, I'm like, holy crap, like, how the hell did you do this? And do you know what, right? What I get from him is not only, he's, he's patient with me, first of all, because I'm like, I need everything right now, right? Mm. But secondly, he actually takes the time to help me understand why we have to do this and why it has to be done this way and you know the way youtube works and what hashtags mean and what this, and he takes that time out to make me understand so i'm not in my overwhelm either like mm. oh my god why aren't we doing this and why hasn't this been done what it should have been done an hour ago right because it happens to us because we don't understand once yeah. we learn to understand and you're open to learning to understand okay it puts things into perspective for us right but i love mentoring helping the young kids and showing them right as well what business is all about and I even say to them look sometimes I can be overwhelming and I want things done now I'm impatient as hell right mm -hmm. but then instead of taking that as a negative they've learned that and gone okay we need to explain things to you mm. right and because they are so yeah. eager they're so coachable as well yeah and so I am open to helping the younger ones out, helping them learn what business is all about, right? Com communicating, right? Because yeah. if they go off somewhere else, and I'm hoping that they don't, because if you take care of your team, they'll never go, right? Yeah. And you also, you got to put time and energy into them, help them grow, right? So I always put them on training courses. All right, what else do you want to learn? Mm, that's what awesome. would you like to learn? Right. And you don't get many leaders like that. Right. Yeah, that's important. Right. And so when you put enough time into them and energy and help them grow where they want to grow and actually listen to them, have a conversation with them, they stick around and guess what? They're always got that extra mile for you. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Or there's going to be different aspects where I just want things done right now. It needs to happen right done right now. And experts mm -hmm. are just come in and just do it. I don't want to know how it's done. Just do it. Mm hmm. Yeah. Right. So it's a bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So I am really excited that you've been talking about mindset. And it's interesting because just this past week, my job put me through a mindset training. And so I'm wondering if we can just delve a little bit more into talking because like right now I've got all these thoughts about mindset and we were um, learning a lot about like being focused very inward versus mm. being focused very outward and being like more of a team and um and so i just was hoping maybe you could talk a little bit more about the work you do with people to help them with their mindset because i think that according to this training like that's the foundation of success for any organization or company mm -hmm. so i'd yeah. love to hear more about that so yeah mindset is the engine right in anything mm -hmm. that you do and the great thing about it is when you start um, learning what the mindset means for you when you know your different habits and you know where they all came from it doesn't just help you become successful in business but with all areas of your life right yeah um and even the small changes can have huge effects it, it's crazy mm -hmm. and so regard regards to mindset i mean it's becoming aware of who you are what your habits are mm. right habits I've grown from experiences that we've had in our past through culture, family, all this kind of stuff. And that all triggers different things in our mind, right? And so when you kind of learn or you kind of think back and you reflect back, where did 
Where did this habit come from? Why is it that I find it so difficult to get up in the morning and go for a run? Right? Why mm -hmm. is it that I find it so difficult to maybe do something that's more like journal? Right? Yeah. Why is it so difficult for me to stop eating donuts? <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna lose weight. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Why would you ever stop eating donuts? That's the real question. <laughs> I just have to look at a piece of donut and I've like put on like 14 pounds. It's insane. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right. And so when you start looking at what your habits are, where they've come from and what you need to actually change and be willing to change them, that's when you're going to start seeing success. Right. So one of the main things a lot of people come to me about is, oh my goodness, Kay, I don't have time to do to put my, you know, this time in my business, I've got kids, I've got to go walk the dog, I've got to come home from work, I've got to cook, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. And so I take them through an exercise, right? Because they're all telling me I don't have time, I don't have time to become successful, I don't have time to build a business. I was like, all right. So I sit down with them, I was like, let's do this backwards. I tell, say to them, where do you want to be in a year? Right, they tell me where they want to be. I was like, okay, where do you want to be in six months? Right, and they, they tell me what they want to be in six months. What about in three months? Right, and so we work backwards, and I say to them, right, you're telling me that you don't have time to do all these things, right? Yet you have these goals set three, six, and 12 months. So that let's take a look at this week. Let's see where you've been spending your time, right? And then I'm like, what, what do you mean? I've been telling them I spend my time, I do the cooking, I go to do the housework, I'm at work, I don't walk the dog, I got the kids. I was like, okay. Uh, what time do you wake up? They're like, I'll wake up at 6 a.m. Okay. How long does it take you to get ready? How long does it take kids to get ready? Right? Then you go to work, all right? You come back. What do you do when you come back? Right? And do you know what I found with a lot of them? And I guess the pandemic has built this habit in people is, oh my goodness, they're like watching four to six hours of Netflix a day. Hmm. That yeah. makes sense. Yep. <laughs> right? <laughs> And the thing is, people don't realize they're doing it, right? They don't realize they're doing it. Mm -hmm. And so when you go through that and you point out to them where their habits are and where, where it's lacking and where they need to change, they're like, oh my God, they have an aha moment. They're like, oh my goodness, I didn't even realize I was doing that. I need to change. I was like, right, what if we change those hours and you actually put it into your business? Mm. You know, where do you think you will be, right, in a couple of weeks? if you actually meet all your targets and deadlines because you you start watching Netflix and decided that you're going to make your business a priority, mm -hmm. right? And it's so hard when to get people to change those habits. It is hard, but it is down to them. I am, mm -hmm. so the way I see it is you're doing the work, you're building your business. I'm just a catalyst. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? I'm there to kind of put you on the right track if you steer off mm -hmm. and it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Right. But the minute you have become aware and you realize where the changes are, it is now down to you. Yeah. Right. No more excuses. So you got to make sure that, you, you know, your dreams aren't your, just your dreams, that they're actually obligations. Right. Mm -hmm. The minute you yeah. realize it's an obligation. Right. You can't quit. You can't make yeah. excuses. That's a good mindset. Yeah. And right. I've noticed when I'm thinking as I've gotten older and gotten better at thinking ahead and setting goals and seeing what I want for myself, 
it's different than just dreaming something like there's such an intention like I can when something I really want to happen in the future is there it's like I really feel like it's already set to happen it's not mm -hmm. just like oh I wish I had you know a nice house it's like I already see like yeah it's right there I just have to get from A to B because it's there waiting for me right and I've I've just it's just a different feeling when you really put yourself in that mind of this is what I am going to achieve not oh it would be nice to maybe get to this but well, it's like making it a decision happen yeah yeah it's yeah, like yeah. you've made the decision already this is what I'm doing so yeah. how do I get there and then just like getting there it's so funny because I always listen to my gut right my gut never ever steers me wrong even yeah. like when I feel like something something bad is about to happen something's not quite right my gut tells me right so you keep away you step back but every time where I've kind of been like yeah I'm gonna do live events Mm -hmm. I knew I'm going to do live events. I don't know how, don't know where. I knew it was going to happen, mm -hmm. right? Or I've been like, oh my goodness, I'm going to become an MMA fighter and I'm going to be freaking incredible, right? It's yeah. happened, yeah. right? Don't know how, don't know. Didn't know <laughs> I don't have any answers to any of this, right? I'm just kind of a person. Let's just jump in. Let's find out what happens. If it don't work, you know what? It's not the end of the world. I'll just find something else. Yeah. And how, how was that? The MMA fight. Oh my god, it's amazing beating the shit out of people. It's so much fun, right? <laughs> because that is, we definitely have had no one on the podcast before who has been an MMA fighter, and that's fascinating to me. I'm also kind of interested in what it was like to be a police officer in England. Again, I, this is something I fell into. I applied as a complete joke, not even thinking that I would get in. Uh -huh. <laughs> it was a joke, right? Like. Everyone was telling me that there's no way they're going to hire you, right? <laughs> Even my dad was like, no, it's not going to happen. And so I applied. I was like, this is just funny. Let's just see what happens. Got invited for the first day assessment. It's like a whole day assessment. It's insane the amount of stuff they put you through, right? Mm -hmm. You have to do role plays. And it's so intense. It's like, right, stand outside this door. When you hear the alarm, you go straight in right okay I went in I had this huge guy that was seven foot tall I'm four foot eleven right yeah. tower over me and telling me I've been waiting here for ages what are you going to be doing blah 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 and then you've got a lady in the corner with a notebook and a stopwatch timing you to see how quick you can calm this person down and how well you do oh. right <laughs> fascinating I imagine you would learn a lot of skills very quickly that way being yes. thrown into those types of situations. And okay, so we've talked about this on the podcast before. There are no guns, right? Like police officers <laughs> do not carry guns in the UK, right? That's right. True? Yeah, okay. we don't have any guns. We okay. have handcuffs, we have a baton, and we have a CS spray. Right. Okay. Wow. <laughs> um, and so, it, yeah, it means kind of being able to protect yourself, right? With yourself, you you are your own armor, basically. Yeah. Um, and so they give you a hell of a lot of training. They teach you how to defend yourself. You know, you got to go to defense classes. Women have a separate one. Um, of, you know about rape. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. it happens. You got to learn how to defend yourself, how to handle it. Mm -hmm. You know, when you are, you could be the 
the, the nicest person on the planet. The minute you put this uniform on, you become public enemy number one, mm-hmm. right? And so if you are caught as a woman, guess what? You know, the worst thing that can ever happen to you is being raped, mm-hmm. right? Second thing is being murdered. Yeah. And so they do prepare you for this and they teach you how to handle it. But yeah, we don't have any guns um, and you just got to go out there and just take a day at a time. Yeah. yeah. And what a different kind of training from yeah. our officers that must be because I think a lot of our training probably relies on that you have that gun your weapon and yeah. that's your kind of go to if things get uh, too scary. Do you know what? We had an exchange with NYPD. So there's a bunch of us that went from the UK to NYPD. And oh my goodness, is that at any given point, is that guns out? You know, anything that guns out. And I'm like, oh my goodness, like you don't even know what this person's going to do next. Like, hold on a minute, talk to them, right? It feels very (laughs) scary. Like, it feels like it turns a situation that might be perfectly normal into a really scary situation unnecessarily, like very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, that's when I actually did learn how to shoot a gun, and I love it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love shooting; it's freaking awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is completely different. But then, you know, you're not really allowed to have guns in this country. Full stop. It's not just the police mm-hmm. officers; it's just not allowed in the country, right? Yeah. So it makes sense in the U.S. because people carry guns. You can get a license for a gun, right? Yeah. So yeah, police officers need to have a gun if, if civilians are going to have guns, right? Yeah, it makes it's sense. a totally but different if, vibe. Right, but if it was a country where you, no one was allowed any guns, I think there'd be an uproar in the US actually if that was put in place, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, it's yeah, really interesting. It's a completely different environment altogether. But yeah, it was fun seeing that. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it's so interesting too because like here people are like, how would we possibly manage if people didn't have guns? And it's like, there's so many other countries where they don't and they're perfectly fine. (laughs) It's fine. Yeah. Well, and I think that that kind of training probably gave you so many other great skills that you get to carry on through life. life. Like Mm -hmm. you're not just, you know, here's how I use a gun. (laughs) Right. You know, it's like, you you know how to de-escalate people you know how to protect yourself you know you know you have a lot of different skills and i think you know when we're going through the world you never know what kind of situation you're going to encounter what kind of person you're going to encounter um you know certainly you can be a civilian on the street and be you know attacked and raped and have someone you know trying to um harm you and so how much benefit i think that provides to people that they're training for to be police officers are actually just people with good life skills walking around also. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you know what's really funny is when I started doing sales at events, um, I didn't realize that, you know, these skills as a police officer that it actually became a habit. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was some, some habits I had to get rid of. I had to learn to get rid of because I remember going to some events and, you know, events, you know, it's, you know, everyone's excited. Everyone wants to talk and learn more. And I literally went into my police officer stance. Right. With my legs separated, my hands behind my back. And yeah. I'm actually like, I, I'm, I'm just staking out the room. <laughs> right. And my co-workers are like, okay, stop being a police officer. And I didn't realize I was doing it. Right. Every time I walked into a room, that's what I do. It was really like my eyes were like lasers. 
just checking it all out. What's people doing? What they got? Why has he got his hand behind his back? Why has he got his hands in his pockets? Why is this? Why is his knee shaking? Yeah. All of this, right? And they're like, okay, you need to stop. You gotta stop <laughs> doing this, right? But one thing that it did help me with when I was doing sales is that I could read the body language, I could hear the tone in people's voices, right? And when people look up to the left, that means they're lying. Mm-hmm. Right? I've heard that, so when yeah. I'm asking them a question, you know, and they're kind of going up to the left, and I'm like, hmm. okay that was not an honest answer something's going on there yeah right and then i get to dig a little bit deeper but Mm. most people don't have that skill most people don't know that Mm -hmm. right so that's super interesting yeah yeah Mm. i love the the tells about people lying i think it's so fascinating to study that Mm -hmm. kind of um stuff like my husband he's a professional poker player and so basically his skill is to determine what people do when they're lying you know what subtleties do they express and then you you pick up on those and and that's pretty much what poker is all about and i am so bad at that i think i'm good at reading people i probably could get good at poker but uh it's like a really heightened skill but i'm really fascinated by people that hone that and are able to to use it because like i said i think it's you know like sales what a great skill to have in sales because you really can read the person that you're trying to sell to and you can see oh they're losing interest or you know yeah. um something like that right yeah like oh my god look that person yeah. on the phone clearly they're bored you know yeah yeah mm-hmm. that person you know is like just scribbling wrong in, on their book or you know mm-hmm. they're not paying attention or they're even falling asleep you yeah. know <laughs> like you can you can pick up all these different things or somewhere where they're kind of looking down the book and all of a sudden they've looked up because the speaker said something and it's triggered them. Mm-hmm. Right. So then it kind of helps kind of feeding that back to your speaker at the end saying that, okay, when you mention this, right, it triggered a couple of people in the, in the audience, mm-hmm. right. When you mention this, people shut down. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny how going through this pandemic, I feel like I've lost so many of my normal people skills, you know, (laughs) like, because most of the ways that I associate with people now are through zoom and zoom is so fascinating because on zoom, I'm mostly just looking at myself the whole time. (laughs) And (laughs) so when I go out and I'm around people, um, it's funny because like we had someone come over, we're talking about like house sales and things like that. And Mm -hmm we were all wearing masks and I had forgot I'd forgotten how much just normal social interaction relies on facial expressions. Mm-hmm. And so when you're wearing a mask and you're having a long conversation with someone, it's exhausting to try <laughs> to get your points across because you have to be so exclamatory and like, you know, it's just like everything has to come from your voice or your words or your eyes. And, Mm -hmm. and it's just so difficult to get that across. And I've noticed, this is a thing that I've noticed with businesses and trying to sell business, especially during the pandemic online, is that when we talk about sales and we talk about paying attention to people and how people are reacting to things, that's difficult to do if you're trying to sell things online. Like my husband is an app developer and if people aren't buying his stuff, it's like, well, what, where are they? What are they doing? You know? Right. There's one thing um, 
I would like you to, uh, to consider changing is if you say it's difficult, then you're going to make it difficult. Mm. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. And secondly, learning to read people when they have their mask on is a great freaking skill. The reason being is because, you know, in your business, when you're doing sales, most of the time it's going to possibly be on a phone, mm-hmm. right? Strategy calls are going to be on a phone. Mm-hmm. And so that you're not going to see facial expressions or body language. Guess what? You just got to rely on their tone and what yeah. they say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And so really honing in and listening to their tonality, mm-hmm. right? Because a lot of people say things but it goes against what the tone is. Right. So it's like, hey, how are you doing? How, how's today going? Oh, yeah, um, uh, yeah, really great. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're not too sure about what's actually going on, right? Yeah. And it allows you to ask questions that possibly you wouldn't be asking, mm-hmm. right? Um, generally, but listen to the tonality because people say one thing, but they actually mean another. And mm-hmm. a lot of times people don't really like to express what is really going on with them because they feel right. like, people are going to judge them mm-hmm. you know or if they say something then it's going to be a negative thing or you know people have their own stories people have gone through their own journeys and so people have their own mindsets mm-hmm. and so not allowing that to stop you as a coach or a consultant to to do your job well is actually being able to listen to them and what are they actually telling you and being able to read between the lines mm-hmm. wow yeah I, th- I find the phone to be one of the most challenging mediums to work with people. I've done phone sales. I remember just having like a panic attack, looking at that phone, knowing that I had to pick it up and talk to people <laughs> and um, knowing some people, you know, aren't always receptive, <laughs> you know, um, and even now, the most of my job, I'm not in sales now, but most of my job now is on the phone. I'm often with people who are experiencing uh, trauma or in crisis and um and so it's such a difficult skill to truly master what you're talking about and i'm always working on because you have one thing it's just the tone of their voice you have no facial expressions no body language nothing you know it's just tone and um and i'm really glad that you brought that up because it's something i'm working on every single day and i've gotten less afraid of the phone <laughs> now but oh my gosh I really used to just look at that thing even my personal phone like it would ring and I would be like I don't want to answer oh the my. phone I'm so oh, scared oh wow which okay, is so funny point, considering our history was, yeah <laughs> so the point I would also like to bring up on that about phone sales is if something doesn't sound right then don't be scared to ask a question mm. don't be afraid to say okay you told me you just had a great day but there was a hesitation there what's going on mm-hmm. you know what actually happened today right and get in that conversation because that's where you're going to start building rapport because all of a sudden they're like oh my god this person actually wants to know me it's they're not just trying to get my card details yeah you know right. they're interested and so you've got to build that level of rapport that level of trust and like ability before you even get to the point where you know you start talking about your products and asking for the card Mm-hmm. right because what you will find is that the minute you start doing that and make that as your priority you know you won't even have to ask for a card they'll just say to you okay how much is this going to cost i got my card ready visa yeah. mastercard express you know <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they'll just throw it at you yeah um so always make that a priority not getting the card 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great advice. That's a, yeah, that's a good one. Well, Great. I know that we're kind of getting to the end of our time here. So I wanted to just kind of wrap this up. And so is there any burning desire you want to share with us or, or thought that you want to leave us with today that we haven't covered yet? Um, yes. Yeah, so there's one main thing I'll just like to leave with all of you. Just one more, one more teaching. Um, and so I, I asked a lot of people this, you have three main commodities right in life and that's money, that's time and that's change. Mm. Right. But, and I'm going to ask you ladies this, out of those three commodities, which one do you think is the most important? Mm. Which is the most valuable? Time? Change. So <laughs> a lot of people actually say to me, it's time. Mm-hmm. Right? And I say to them, why is that? I say, because once time is gone, you can't get it back. That's the one thing you can never, ever get back. Right? Mm-hmm. Completely true. And I say, so, okay, answer me this question. Why is it that some, you know, every single person on the planet has the exact same time? Just because you guys are in the US and I'm in the UK doesn't mean that I have more time in the day than you do and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So why is it that there's some people on the planet that are able to make $100,000 in a day and there's other people on the planet that can only make $100 in a day, mm-hmm. right? And the difference is change of habit. Mm change that's the biggest valuable commodity that is out there and people don't realize it because like i was saying earlier the minute you start becoming aware of what your habits are and changing them that's where you're going to see success not only in business but in every area of your life Mm -hmm. so one thing i want people to take away is if things aren't working out if you're not living a life that you truly want then start looking at what your habits are and you know, be willing to change them. Mm-hmm. That's such a great, I love tangible action pieces that you can really. Me too. <laughs> I hate theory. I've spent so much of my life in college learning the theory of how to do a job or how to um, work in a field. But uh, so rarely do you get something that you can hold in your hands and you can walk away from a conversation and say, I can put that into action. Mm-hmm. And I love that piece about habits because I feel like today I can leave this podcast and honestly sit down and be like, okay, what are my habits? I am spending too much time watching mm-hmm. Netflix. And I do lament that I, there's not enough time to do all the things I want to do. So I feel like that is such a great, simple tool that you can just put into your bag right now and say, okay, I'm going to start looking at my habits. And I think every single person, whether they're growing a business or just trying to manage family and, and, and work uh, or school and family and work and all the things we have to do, having that thought of, okay, let's look at my habits, sit down, write down, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, or maybe even at the end of the day, be like, okay, let me just jot down how much time did I spend playing on my phone Mm -hmm. or watching the TV. So, and always be open to change and like actively seeking it out because Kay, I heard you say something on the soul feel podcast. Um, you said, how is anyone else going to value you if you choose to stay in a job that isn't meant for you? 
And that really spoke to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I actually quit my job last year because it was just like, I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, and I've done that many times in the past when I just knew it's, I'm, I'm done with this. I need to do something else. Um, and I think that's so important to just be open to things not being right for you and it, it being time to move on and do something else and being open and open to change, like mm-hmm. open to change, not being a negative and to have that mindset of like, what you said to me is very important. Like if you say something's difficult, it will be difficult. Mm-hmm. So don't do that. Um, don't yeah. put yourself in that mindset. So that's so important. Yeah. And we've and we talked about that before. Yeah. You know, when somebody asks you how your day is, say good. Yes. Because then your day is going to be good. Mm-hmm. You know, don't say, oh, it's a terrible day. Well, now you've just absolutely ensured right. that it's going to continue being a terrible day. <laughs> you know, but you had a chance there to to say something out loud and affirm, no, mm-hmm. I'm good. It's, you know. Right. I'm going to make a decision consciously that I'm going to be in a good headspace uh, and it's not going to be difficult. It's not going to be bad. It's going to be good. And same thing with that projecting and visualization, just saying it out loud, I think is part of that process of making it a reality. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so also people don't realize, don't lie to yourself, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. Okay. You, you probably are having a bad day. But then change your mindset for that. No, okay, it, it's been a bad last couple of hours, but the rest of the day is going to be great. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do what I need to do today. I'm going to meet my targets, my deadlines, mm-hmm. you know, but don't just tell people, yeah, you're having a great day. And then you're telling yourself, oh my God, I'm having a shitty day, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not going to work either. Yeah, exactly. And I've heard so much about that saying the mental negative behind the verbal positive where you talk yourself out of being positive because you you know have that little second voice that's like no you're not (laughs) right you can't do anything and so you really got to shut that down and and really be nope i am going to be good i'm not gonna allow that second voice to come in and put the damper on my positive thinking because i've found so much in my life change by just me being more positive in the way that i think about where i'm heading and Mm -hmm. stopping dwelling so much in what happened five minutes ago or an Mm -hmm. hour ago or that right now i don't feel good but you know i would get stuck there because i just would kind of brew in it you know right and so One of the examples I give to people, sorry, I know you're coming to the end. But when people do say that to me, you know, it happens with human beings, you're going to have those off days and, you know, they say to me, they had a bad day, it's not working out. And it's about having that different perspective. And I say to them, you know, when you think about these people in third world countries, right, and what they're going through, and how they're having to survive every single day just to get water, just to get food. Like any one of them will kill to be in your position. Mm-hmm. They will kill to have the problems you're having right now. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that. Your life could be a lot worse. You know, yeah. you, will probably, you, you don't have to walk miles away to get water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. And, and possibly get raped on the journey. Like you don't have to mm-hmm. worry about yeah. that. That's, that's what they have to worry about in these third world countries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
perspective. You know? And so the minute I give them that example, I was like, oh, you're right. Like, it just sounds so tedious mm-hmm. to worry about these things now, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. What a great, great thought. Well, I guess we will wrap it up here because I feel like this is a great ending spot. I have my action plan about going yes. and looking at my <laughs> habits. And um, I just love the reminder about positive thinking and mindset and visualization mm-hmm. because those are all such great tools. And sometimes I just forget that they're there. And I really appreciate you coming in today and talking to us and I'm in such a great headspace now after just talking with you. I can totally see why you're so good at your job because you really like bring so much energy and positivity to even just our little podcast here. Absolutely. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. I know that our listeners are going to get a lot from this because we have, um, and it's been so fun talking to you. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to be here. Of course. Well, thank you again. Yeah. I appreciate it. So it was super exciting speaking with Kay. Yes. I really enjoyed that. I love a good interview. We might have to do more of that. Absolutely. Maybe next season. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you all for joining us today and getting to learn about business strategy and all that good stuff. So this is next to the last episode of season one we'll have one more episode coming out next week and then we're going to take a short little break take a rest from season one regroup we're going to come back with a lot of new exciting stuff and we'll have some more information coming later about when and what to expect for that yes i can't believe that we have been podcasting for a year now So this will be the perfect time for anyone who hasn't, who's missed some of those episodes to go back and check them out. Um, we cannot wait to get together next week for our final episode. I can't wait to hear what that one's going to be about. Who knows? (laughs) Who knows? All right, Heather. Well, I hope you have a good week. I hope you have a good week. I will try. And until next time. Keep it real.